In a world where tomorrow's blockbusters reign, three millennials look back on our generation's classics, on our generation's classics, our generation's classics, and remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch our generation's beloved movies of yesterday and review them from our modern adult perspective. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we watched Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never, Never surrender. surrender. 1999, <laughs> written by David Howard and Robert Gordon, directed by Dean Parasot, uh, starring. Let me see if I do this a right. Huge cast. It's huge. A huge yeah, cast. tons it's of people. Starring Tim Allen as Jason Nesmith as Commander Peter Quincy Taggart, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver as Gwen Love. DeMarco as Tawny Madison, Alan Rickman as, as Alexander Dane as Dr. Lazarus. Tony Shalhoub as Fred Kwan as Tech Sergeant Chen. Sam Rockwell as Guy Fleeman. <laughs> Just Guy. Guy. The guy. Um, Daryl Mitchell as Tommy Weber as Laredo. And lastly, Enrico Colantoni as Mathazar. Are you reading the thing about Sam and Daryl's ages? No, I was. Oh. I, so I had I have the wiki. Um, up on here just so that I had the characters within the movie within the yep. show's names and it says right here Corbin Blue, Blue played young Tommy Weber I did not register that was Corbin Blue oh my wow. god that's right? right that's funny that I did not re- I did not recognize well him. it is 99 but for some reason it feels older when you're watching it yeah I don't know why it feels yeah. like it's like 90 anyway quick synopsis Tracy go <laughs> Um, this is a love letter to Star Trek. Okay. It is a, a parody slash, uh, homage to Star Trek where it is about the, the actors who were characters in a Star Trek like show that were in this show many years in the past and now are like stuck doing cons. Well, the leader, the commander is approached by these people who turn out to be aliens who think he's actually a starship captain and asking for his help. And of course he thinks it's all like he's, he's met all of these like crazy people at cons, right? He just went with it. And he was like, sure. Okay. I I'm getting paid for this gig. I will do all this. And then it turns out to be real. And he recruits his, the rest of his cast to help him out defend these aliens from other bad aliens and of course they kind of step up to the plate because they realize that these aliens have recreated the show to to the t yeah exactly like the show so their motions their movements how things are supposed to work they've recreated so even though they are just actors they actually know how to do this job because everything is based on all of their movements and whatever yeah and what do they call them the the uh oh Uh, documentaries or historical historical documents yes yeah uh yeah so um yep and shenanigans ensue and and yep it's a space opera and it's fantastic it really truly is oh so good when this came up i was like yes it's gonna be a fun one um i want to go back to what you said about um it's an homage to star trek this has been this ranks amongst the best star trek movies like when you see a list of the best star trek movies galaxy quest is on those lists yeah and even like jj abrams for example has said twist 
yeah he, has said yeah. like everyone agrees the best star trek movie is galaxy quest <laughs> well and he he took heavy influences and i didn't realize this until watching it this time around knowing that that's what he pulled for his 2009 star trek right you can see direct parallels yeah like i think so he even said he told eric banna to take inspiration from the bad guy to do oh, his yeah. own bad guy. I can totally and see that is, parallel. There's yeah, a yeah, line. Yeah. There is a line he says. He, the bad guy in, in this goes, find them. And in Eric Bana shouts that totally in that. Star Trek. Oh my God. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You can see direct and it's it's great. It's, it's so good. It's so amazing how I I the fandom just like accepted it jj abrams is part of the fandom the fandom just wholly <laughs> accepted this movie. oh yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful um i didn't know going in that that's what it was and i actually as i was watching i'm like why does this remind me of something so much my grandfather used to watch the star trek like shows on it whatever time mm-hmm. and there's a there's a couple different types of star treks right there's yeah. like yes different oh. versions. i know i know well, and that's actually i wanted to get your <laughs> your side of it serena because Tracy and I know Star Trek. Like we grew up with Star Trek and we know Galaxy Quest. We, I mean, I think I watched it when it came out. I don't know. I, I think Tracy, I'm sure you did too, or pretty close. Yeah, I, again, it's one of those movies I don't actually remember going it for the first see, time, but I just, it, yeah, know it's it. just always been there. It. But yeah. Serena, I, we, I kind of knew that you were going to come into this cold and I didn't give you any background on it. So what was your impression? Is this the first time you've seen it? First time I've seen it, uh, and I love Tim Allen, by the way. Um, all of every very buzz light here. He's funny, yeah. He's uh for this the like, Santa Claus. He's the he, Santa Claus. Right. He, he kind of plays the same character, movie. but this is what this character was, kind of right. arrogant, kind of yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. So um, so I mean, obviously I was familiar with uh, you know, some of the cast, but uh I only Star Trek was only ever on in the background for me growing up. Like, you know, I was young and my grandfather watched like the, like, I wasn't there. Aren't they in the seventies too? They have them. Don't yeah, they go as far, uh, date far back? As, oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. yeah, they've been around for a while. So, I mean, he was watching the old ones, right? Yeah. Like the original. Um, and I was at my mom's on Friday and my sister was like, oh yeah. Galaxy quest. My sister, who I don't even know if she watches movies. And she's like, yeah, I know Galaxy Quest. I saw it a long time ago. And she's like, it's kind of like a a Star Trek parody. And I'm like, how the hell does she know that? Yeah, <laughs> it was a parody, but I want to say it was an homage. Like it was it a love was letter. A love it's letter. exactly it what you really said. Really yeah. was. It it took it what it was funny, but it took it in such like a loving way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the creators. Like, I think the fans could feel that from the creators. So it yeah. wasn't a joke. It was. Yeah, it was like something not like to, to make fun of. It was more just like like nostalgia. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I watched it. I, I went in blind. That's, you know, and I that is a that's a good perspective to have because. Yeah. Again, it's Tracy fresh. and I have yeah. a similar perspective to each other, and I, I really wanted your view of it. No, I liked it. At first, I was like, oh, this is going to be cheesy. What is this? And I'm like, but Tim Allen's in it. Maybe it's not going to be cheesy. And I was like watching, and I'm like, eh. and then when they took him up and, and zapped him up in the limo, I knew it was on. It yep, was on. Yep. They zapped yep. him up in the limo, and I was like, oh, this is legit. Okay, now I'm paying real close attention because I want to know what's happening. 
they so to continue on the whole parody homage type thing is they compared it to this is the sci-fi's answer to scream as yes. scream is to horror this is to sci-fi yes. the yeah scream yep. was it was making fun of all of the horror cliches yeah. but in and of its own right is was its own movie was yeah. a horror. Have its, it was a horror. It yeah. did its own thing, but it was both, you know, it was meta. It, yeah. Yeah. So that's what this I, was. I totally, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, the other little note I have, um, because I did make a note about how it's an honorary Star Trek movie. The other note I have is that I didn't know this until I looked it up. It won the Hugo award for best dramatic presentation. Oh, I did I see that. that. I, 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 I read it. That. That's fantastic. I love that. For best Honestly, dramatic presentation, what can you explain that a little bit? I think that 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 is their category for movies because Hope oh. Hugo Awards is. I always thought it was literary. Yeah, solely literary. Okay, and I think so it is, is for the their... most part. But this is their like audiovisual category. Got and it. Okay. won it. So I was impressed, and it, it won over The Matrix, Sixth Sense, Being John Malkovich, and The Iron Giant. Those were the those other are nominees. big movies. Those are big wow, movies. That's speaking impressive. of. I actually, I, I went out of my way to go look up the other movies that came out this year. I feel like 1999, when you think of millennials and you think of millennial movies, 1999 was like the year. <laughs> yeah, it was. All right. So, so we all uh, appreciated it and uh, enjoyed it. I liked I'm, it I'm at gathering. first. Yeah. At first I was unsure what I was getting myself into. And then as time went on, I was like, okay, I can get with this. I you actually stayed awake. I, us, Serena. I know. <laughs> and you know what? I was wicked tired. I was laying on the couch, this very couch right here. And I was afraid that I was going to fall asleep and yeah. I didn't. So it held your attention is what you're saying. It held my attention. It did. It, it passed the Serena pass out test. Good. Wow. <laughs> the Serena pass out test. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a couple other um, trivia things that I thought were interesting. Go for it. Um, this was the cinematic debut for Rain Justin Wilson Long. and Justin Long. Oh, Rain Wilson. That's right. I think he was in a, maybe a couple of TV things, but this was his first yeah. movie, his first whatever. And he wasn't in much of it. Yeah. Um, but but that was Justin his... Long, for it being his first movie, that was actually a pretty big role. And it that was, yeah. that was the role that was for the fans. You know, yes, that was... That was every wish fulfillment fan fantasy you could yeah think i have written here that this movie is an ultimate nerd fantasy yeah like who well, doesn't want to find out that their favorite show is real real yeah yeah like, and, and how, and how you have to help them right like, biggest, you, have the biggest one. you have to be yeah 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 the number one fan was like the guy that saved the day and he's like well finally my knowledge comes into right to, to necessity um i uh, the guy that plays snape on harry potter Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. I like, I really like him as an actor. I just, I really do. I, every, anything I've ever yeah. seen him in, which I can't rattle off on the top of my head and right he now. He almost but... didn't do this movie because he thought it was too whatever. He, did, he didn't yeah. want to do sci fi. He didn't want right. to do. But then campy. he read the script and thought it was hilarious. And yeah. So he said, All right, fine. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, Alan he, Rickman. Yeah. Well, I like and him. The genius of that is he's a very, he's a very sincere actor and they did not choose a comedian for that role. And because that's not a comedic role. He played yeah. it dead straight and it yeah. worked. It worked yeah. really well. Yeah. I, I just like him. He ha he has like uh the best like facial expressions. He he will pop up again in this um in this podcast. Uh, oh yeah. I'm for sure. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
my last little thing that I like to that I didn't know, but I found out was that um, Enrico Colantoni, uh, his audition, I think he was auditioning for somebody else or something. And he but then they were he came up with this like way of speaking to be an alien and the directors or whoever the casting, they loved it so much that not only did they like shape the rest of the aliens behaviors and speech patterns on what he was doing is they brought him into the other people's. I don't know if it was their auditions or whatever they were doing to mm-hmm. show like, okay, try to be him. Nice. So that's, I, so I thought that was I really did. Cool. I did see that he was, the, he was, he just came up with that way of speaking. Yeah. Um, and honestly, this actually, this is a good segue. Um, that is my favorite part. That is his, his performance. I think is genius and a little overshadowed by our main characters but if you if you go into the movie to pay attention to him it's genius it's genius he is great yeah yep well and speaking of going into the movie to pay attention to him I have seen this movie so often that every time I watch it I do that now I kind of I'm like all right I obviously I know the story really well I know the characters really well let me focus on something that I maybe didn't focus on before um, and so Mathazar was, was who I focused on this time around. Were there any other, any other little trivia tidbits? Um, Missy Pyle. Mm. They, she was a very minor character until they realized that, oh yeah, so Gordon Weaver is the only woman in this. Yep. Let's beef up her role a little bit. Yep. Um, and thank God they had Missy Pyle because I think she's genius. I, everything oh, she's yeah. in, I'm, I'm like, yes, yeah. I love her. Which one's yeah. she again? She's she, the girl alien. She played Tony. Oh yeah. Love interest. <laughs> Well, he was also great in this. He was just a she little had, bit off. He she was had great. Uma Thurman hair. Yes, she did. Yeah. Um, I will say with Tony Shalhoub because I, like I was I was reading about about this movie more than I ever have. I didn't register that he was supposed to be playing a stoner. I didn't catch that. Oh, I just thought he was a weird character. But yeah. everywhere I was I was reading, it was like, oh yeah, he plays the stoner character. I'm like, oh. I did not pick that Maybe up. I'm just I not a not stoner, so I didn't pick that up. I I took it more as socially awkward than stoner. Yeah. Or maybe hippie. I maybe hippie, yeah. like just like really low key loose. Well, and now as I'm describing it, yes, that's what stoner is. It, it is, yeah. But I I took it more as a character quirk than yes. a yeah. Same. Anyway, uh, so what was everyone else's favorite parts? Oh, uh, my goodness. I I love just. Tim Allen. It's just, it's classic nostalgia for my childhood because I mean, did you grow up watching home improvement? I watched home improvement. Um, but I actually think I saw the Santa Claus more than I have more than the episodes that I've seen of home improvement. That's fair. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, there's something about Tim Allen that just, he's just like, not very annoying. You know, some characters have he like was funny some... in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah. he's funny nostalgia because like, yeah, that's what it in, is. Nostalgia in, in home improvement. He was like that dad character that we grew up with. Yeah. And then, in, then with Santa Claus, we grew up him as then some of his humor, like in, in like, um, tool time doesn't, or not, uh, home improvement doesn't age well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I really, I more was watching, um, boy meets world and like skipped the the home improvement yeah you didn't one. have a John, but, jonathan taylor thomas phase my god i i went what kind of some, millennial teenager are you 
I know. I don't know. I think it was like the time that it was on. It was probably our bedtime. We were like sent to bed at 7 p.m. And there was no <laughs> such thing as TiVo. Ha- having then. said that, he does. He I can't imagine anybody else in this role. Right. He did an Agreed. amazing job. Agreed. I, I just think that Tim Allen leaned into the Shatner so much. Yeah. And he just did a really yeah. good job with it. Yes. I, yes. Th- I think for me, the biggest thing is that it was the nostalgia because yeah. I grew up watching the Santa Claus and I don't know. I just, I'm not saying and when did, when did Toy Story come movie? out? I think when did Toy That's Story true. come out? It, I want to say 97. I want to say it came out before this. I think so. I think it did. Um, And he was very Buzz Lightyear, yep. you know, Yep. Which yeah, was, he was I he think, was riding high at this point. Yeah. Tracy, what was your favorite part? I don't know if these are my favorite parts because I feel like I just love the whole movie. Yeah, it's hard to pick. But I, I have two two that are coming to me. And one is that the Omega 13. Yes. When it was exploding, it didn't explode. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The not the Omega 13, the um, the core of the ship. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It didn't explode when it was supposed to. It was like overheating or something. It was supposed oh, to explode. Oh, oh yes, yes. Right. Yes. Is that or was, yeah? yeah and then it? they were supposed to they were supposed to explode and then it got down to one and they said it never. Oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Because program to show, make it to zero it goes down to one because it just goes down to one. And it, it never explodes because in the show it never exploded. So I was like, that's clever. Yep. I really like that. And yeah. I guess I it. Um. All right, I have three favorite parts because then the other favorite part is the 13 seconds and it's yes. like enough to, to erase a mistake or something that mm-hmm. was really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think I like the sentimental moment where you see Alexander fighting. He hates his catchphrases. He hates it so much. He hates whatever. And then when he meets the alien that like loves him the best, he's like, yeah. just don't don't say it. I don't like. And that's the one person that dies in this film. Yeah. And, and it's. It- his it's, his delivery of that line it, it makes me tear up every time right it's yeah. it, it is, is it so is genuine oh it my is god sincere you you are just like yes yeah this is like if yeah. this guy's gonna die you he's gonna he, hear this line yeah he's gonna hear this line and and he means it you know what i mean like yeah. then he immediately avenges him right so yeah. it was it was very <laughs> moving it was a human moment in this funny sci-fi and i and i like those moments i like that no matter how crazy things could be, we're still human. We still have those emotional moments. Yep. Agreed. I am surprised. I know you have a love for a particular actor in this movie, and I'm surprised you have not mentioned him yet. Because my lover for him is new. Oh, okay. Um, is it new movies or it is, is it just? A, it's interesting. So Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I mean, I love Which the role that? he has. He, he has plays guy. He's, he's the he's red like, shirt. <laughs> he's the red shirt. And I love, I love that. And then like when he, at the end, when they restarted, they rebooted the show. He they like gave him his whole name. They give him a full name. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, they, I, I read somewhere that they asked him to, or he um, based his character off of um, Bill Paxton's a, character in Aliens. Yes. And yep. once I registered, once I heard that, uh, it, it's, it's an exact like that is that same character is bill paxton is bill is bill paxton the one in twister yes yeah oh dang see i'm getting good i'm You're getting, getting good. my connections are like hey put the little well light bulbs done. are going uh, off he based it on that but the character itself is based on a real guy named i yes. think his name is guy 
And he played several red shirts and stunt doubles in Star Trek. And he immediately he he, they told him about it, but he forgot. So but when he saw it, he was like, that's me. That's me. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was cool. Um, He was he was great comic relief just the whole way through. He just he was as much as Justin Long was the fans. He was he was also there for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. Um, he was the extra. He was that actor who wanted to be part of it. And yeah, like I think one of his lines was, did you guys even watch the show? Like, he, you know he what he was? The- he was the Jamie Kennedy. If Jamie can, he was what Jamie Kennedy was to scream. Oh, OK. He yeah, was to Galaxy Quest. He yep. was kind of walking everybody through like the tropes going of yes. the of the sci fi stories. Yep. Yep. Um, OK, so how is this movie a millennial movie? Is it a millennial movie? Did it impact our generation, et cetera, et cetera? Hmm. I mean, my Star Trek that I grew up with was Voyager because that was just yeah, the time they, period in which I grew what up. Year, what year was that? That Voyager is the one that was always on. Voyager was 95 Started to 01. In, yep. Um, and this was 99. So this was Maybe in was the middle before. of that. So, um, I, so I, 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 I did would, have next generation was, was on in the household on a regular basis as well, but yeah. Voyager was like, we watched that as it was airing and it was, right. that was our baby. Um, our baby. so even though I feel like a lot of the, um, tropes were from the original, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was timely for our generation, mm-hmm. um, Men in Black happened in 97, which it was kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I could argue either side. I could argue that it was an everyone movie because I feel like anyone who who likes Star Trek and that has very much um, stretched the generations would appreciate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I feel the way that they filmed it and the special effects that they had was very of the time. Um, which was very our generation. And then it was very, obviously very heavily influenced the 2009 JJ Abrams, Star Trek. Yeah. So, which was, I would argue that was our movie. Also our generation. Also our generation. Definitely. So I would say yes and no. Yes. But I could understand how other older generations I don't know if it, if newer generations would appreciate it at well, all. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's actually exactly what I was going to say. And this is coming from someone who had to, I had to Google which Star Trek was always on. By the way, it was Next Generation. That was the one that I grew up with the background on. Yep, and that is uh, 87 to 94, which a perfect amount of time because, you know, that was, anywho. I will so- have you know that um, there is also a very strong um, Deep Space Nine gen- um, fandom, which I, I never really experienced but it, it it's weird I don't know why but that fandom seems to be the strongest and longest living like I feel like I hear about that that fandom still anyway sorry I was Continue. gonna say I never hear anything about Voyager never no so no really no but and, and even this this might be in a minority I know it's in the minority I liked Enterprise oh, yeah Enterprise yeah. that was the other one yep I think nice. I think I think they stumbled a little bit there they did. Um, but yeah, well, and then I think, right, well. I think as soon as they didn't use the star Trek, like theme song at the beginning, they used an actual song, which I actually really like. I like that song. I liked, that song. Like that song. I liked it, good song, yeah. but immediately all the fans were like, no, yeah, 
yeah, so they, shut they, it down. They, yeah. So they went into it with a bad. But I think that that was important to do because it, we had to drive home the fact that it was Enterprise predated all the other shows right. from like a chronological perspective. So it was like closer to our time, closer yeah. to our period. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not what I was going to say. We're not talking about Enterprise. No. Serena, finish what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, I, and I stepped on what Tracy was saying because I was like, that, like in excitement and agreement with her because that's exactly what I was going to say is, did this really affect our generation? I think it was that our parents would have really appreciated this love letter movie. I, because they grew up more like, well, I don't know, not because it's 66 was when it first came out. Uh, right. Star Trek, the original. Well, that's Star what Trek. Tracy was saying is like that Star Trek really spans all the generations. Um, yeah, it's true. And I, yeah, I think that this is an instance where I don't, I, I don't know if I would call it a millennial movie, but I would rather group the fans of it in a different way, which is yeah, the nerds, the geeks, you know, the Star Trek fans. It just happened. Not to even fall- just the Star Trek fans, but just like geek no, fans like cons. in general. Yeah. And like cosplays and any yeah. type of fandom. Yeah. It happened to fall on 1999, but I don't, I don't know. It's the nostalgia thing. I would, however, argue that it was made in the perfect time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100% like it was agreed with you on that. Because if it was, it was made any earlier or later, I feel like it wouldn't have. I mean, I don't know how it did commercially or critically, but I think it's Galaxy Coast Destiny has a cult following. Absolutely. Um, and I think it was just made at the right time with the right, right actors with the right. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if yep. they did too much, like if they did too much special effects or made it too fancy, it would have been almost too realistic or whatever. Um, I think if they made it in like 89 or 2009, it would have missed the boat. It would have been too early or too late. I think, I think you're right. I think 99 was the perfect time. And personally, I think Tim Allen was the perfect person for this, for this role. And this was him in his kind of his prime. Right. And I love that. Yeah. I love that Sigourney Weaver is in it too. She was almost too famous for the role, but I think it was just enough to have that like connection to alien and and everything. I I, I didn't realize I was like, why, why do I know the name Sigourney Weaver so well? And then I was like Googling, I'm like, oh my God, she's in like every single alien movie. And there's a lot. She is alien. She did a good job. They all did a good job. They all did. Everybody had their own little jobs, um, jobs, and they all did them. They all did them. (laughs) Um, Boom, we fixed it, guys. So here's the thing. Uh Oh, okay. (laughs) It's something that I noticed for the first time this this time around. Uh Oh, Um, and I like Googled it because I'm like, maybe I'm just like making this up. Maybe I'm not seeing what I'm actually seeing. But there's a little bit of yellow face happening in this movie. And it's be- so if you think oh, about is it, it Shal- uh, yeah, it's Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. So jo- Tony Shalhoub plays somebody named Fred Kwan, who plays somebody named Chen. Is that yeah. is that right? Uh, I forget. Yeah. Um, And I think it was purposeful. I think it was part of the like playing off of I don't know what they were playing off of, but I think it was purposeful. And then at, and at one point his character does say Fred Kwan isn't even my real name. Cause I think, I think that that was the whole point is that he was pretending to be Asian. I did notice the last name. And then I was like trying to like rationalize it in my head. Like is like, what is his ethnicity type of, you know what I mean? Where I was like, 
where is this going? Yeah. Um, and then I was just like, all right, whatever. Um, it, it, and, and again, it was but very you're right. subtle. Like those are the only hints that that was happening. But why have that in there at all? Is, yeah. You know, so that was that was my uh, only thing. That was okay, my yeah. only criticism about this. Movie. If they're going to make fun of it, there be be open overt. and then like overt so people yeah. get that it's a joke right otherwise it's not a joke and you're not right. landing it very well right all right does anybody else have any um boom we fixed it the 12 scary yeah, because otherwise it's the perfect movie <laughs> yeah Everybody. yeah um i the perfect movie i i think the way it was and what it was supposed to be was perfect yeah. i didn't know what it was going into it but now I know. And I think it was perfect. Mm -hmm. I think it was, I think it was for what it was, for what it was. Right. It, it wasn't trying to be anything more than it it. was. It was just a campy homage. Yeah. (laughs) Sci-fi fun romp with big names. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Notes roundup. I think I mentioned everything. I pretty much said everything. Um, My other only note, other note that I have is that the modern day example of galaxy quest because this is not modern day because this is over 20 years old can you believe that um wow. is the orville yes yeah yes yeah. um good point because i do love that show mm-hmm. and it's because it like galaxy quest it has the perfect amount of parody and heart it yes. still has that I'm not doing this to make fun of it. I'm doing it because I love it. Yep. Yep. And I got to say there is, there are a couple episodes because I haven't watched the Orville in a while. It's been, it's been it, off for a long time because yeah, of, of COVID and everything, but there is, there are one or two episodes that really, really stick with me that like, you know, how some Star Trek episodes, they make yeah. you question. Yeah. You yeah, question your life. Yeah. yeah. And like or they go deep. They manages go deep. to do that as well while yeah. being comedic. It's really it really rides that line really well. Um so did anybody have any other notes on it? I spewed all my information out all at once excitedly. That's understandable. <laughs> so I, got, I, I think nothing. I said it already, but it's a movie uh, like a, a, it's a nerd fantasy. It's hope yeah. that like, you know, that the X-Files, they're really real. Yeah. That Star Trek, it's real. It, you know, X-Files. Twilight, it's real. You know what I mean? Like, right. well, and it's also, I think it's really clever. The idea that um, aliens would, would watch our fiction and think that it was real, like yep. um, cultural, you know, cultural differences yeah. between us and aliens, you know, Gilligan's Island, those poor people, <laughs> those poor people. That was a, that was really funny. I, yeah. I don't know if I never picked that up before, but I burst out laughing at that. Sorry. Okay. Now I'm just like replaying the movie in my mind. Uh, <laughs> it was that good. It was that good. I want to give one more shout out to, we, we didn't mention a character there. I mean, actor, there's one actor we never mentioned, Daryl Mitchell. And I almost feel like that's unfair because I don't know. He, I feel like he was relegated to like maybe the least interesting role, but at the same time, I feel like that actor had a moment in the late nineties and just kind of came and went a little bit, but like, I know him from Sergeant Bilko and 10 things I hate about you. He was just, you know, he was that guy in those movies. Um, But I just want to give a little shout out to him because 
We didn't I mean, he's had his, he was in Fear the Walking Dead and- uh, Oh yeah, he has a steady role. He's, I mean, he's uh, steady career. He's, yeah. you know, he's been around, but um, but yeah, I feel like he was in, he was he, in a flurry of movies. Yeah. You know, but. The fun fact I had about him was in, in Galaxy Quest, the original show, he was portrayed as a child. Right. And Guy was in an episode as an adult male. But oh. actually, Daryl is three years older than. Oh, I never uh, thought than, about uh, that. Sam oh, that's an, Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Sam Rockwell is supposed to be playing older. Yeah. But I, I think I think he's supposed to be playing older and Daryl's supposed to be playing younger. Agree. Yeah. Yep. And the mustache on Sam Rockwell helps that along. Yeah. Because that was a heck of a mustache. Um. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Good game, everybody. GG. Um, GG. Uh, do, do we even need to do a martini shot? Martini shot. Would you recommend this movie? Yes. Oh. And I, I didn't. We used to ask, would we? Would we let our children watch this or make right. our children watch it? Yes. I would recommend it. And actually, I would make my children watch this. Agreed. I think that this is a great movie to to show the next generation because Star Wars, Star Trek. Star, not Star Wars. Star Trek is having a, is having a moment right now. It it has two shows happening right now. Say what it you is, will about but it's them. Hidden but behind the paywall. I know, I know. But a lot of things are hidden by the Coda is hidden behind the paywall. I yeah, yeah. I can't watch Coda because you know yeah. that's just the way of the world right now. Um, yeah. but but yeah, Star Trek is having a bit of a comeback, and I think it's bringing in a new generation of kids to the star trek franchise yeah. i think that this is a great way of being like hey like you know star trek has, hasn't always been mainstream you cut you you kind of were you know you were a geek if you were watching that type of stuff so um yeah anyway so yes definitely a yes 100 percent yes serena um yes i would say yes i would say yes even if you didn't watch star trek growing up i think that this is still kind of a cool movie and yeah i do think kid friendly i would i would co-sign that as well tracy um so what else has everybody been watching um any uh any recommendations non-galaxy quest recommendations yellowstone really how do you like is it good so far uh yeah i don't know if i recommended this last week but i feel like you said you were going to watch it and yeah we've been we've been binging it and uh so I, I've been so excited because it's something that my mom's been trying to get me to watch for like the last two years. And I mean, the show is good. Um, there are some, some violent scenes, but it's honestly like great cast, great, just acting, directing, whoever wrote the lines for this show. Like I'm telling you guys, you know, some people were born a willow. Some people were born an oak. It's just, it's, I I just feel like I could quote Yellowstone and (laughs) for the side, for like, for the sideline here, the music is phenomenal. Always with the music with you. Yeah. It's so good. You guys. So I have been watching, um, Chicago PD, which Chicago PD. Okay. I watched, I watched maybe a couple seasons of Chicago med, but not Chicago PD. So that that's the thing is, um, I randomly, watch an episode like of season nine a two-part episode of chicago whatever and i was like you know what these i like the actors 
They're doing a good job. I mm-hmm. think this is interesting. Let me check it out. And I knew from the beginning it was going to be a mistake. I knew it because <laughs> I hate, and this is coming from a comic book lover that it, it happens all the time and I cannot stand it, are things that overlap. Yes. You can't yes. just you can't follow enjoy. It. You can't follow it. Yeah. You can't. You can't just pick one thing and enjoy it. So I was like, all right, well, I won't. I'm like, usually they do a pretty good job of like recapping. I won't have to watch the others. It's fine. Nope. I'm fine. There was a couple of overlaps with like Chicago fire and Chicago med that you didn't really need to know other than like, they're all sleeping with each other. So to know what any of the, and that's what I watched TV for, for the interpersonal relationships. So I can't (laughs) follow that. But then they finally had a character death. A main character of Chicago PD died in, in another. T- oh, in, not even that. It's not even ready. So I'm like, OK, fine. They Chicago Fire and Chicago Med all kind of started around within a couple years of each other. If I really wanted to binge them all, I could do it. No. Do you know what it also crosses over with? SVU. Oh, you know how many seasons of oh SVU there are if you wanted to really catch up or whatever. So I had to watch not only Chicago PD, Chicago Fire and SVU <laughs> to know what happened to this poor girl that died for me off screen. That's a lot of crap. I, and then it's like, OK, I'm I'm like <laughs> on YouTube TV. They're like, I think on USA or something, they're like replaying the old episodes, which is why I'm like, yeah, that's what they're up. doing with the Yellowstone. They're marathoning it. Yeah, on, so I'm like, yeah. OK, I can they're they're They just started brand new, like started from the beginning. So I can, now I have all the episodes. Yeah. They're not doing that with SVU. I had to search the freaking, I had to borrow somebody's Hulu that had it copied. So I could watch this one episode of season 63 of SVU to figure out what the (laughs) hell happened to this poor girl. Oh my God. What dedication. All right. So you're saying you fell into the loop and you don't recommend recommend it for anybody. Don't watch a show that has multiple things. Well, Don't I, do it. the thing I will say about this is those are shows for people who only watch those kinds of shows. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I think it actually is a genius marketing technique to it do is. that. It's like the, but it's not the for MCU. our kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We don't have talent you know for 63 The says. MCU is. Oh, my God. And I'm so happy movies. to be done with it. I'm so What's happy the, to be done with it. What's but the it's MCU? not done. They, they're Marvel. like, keep going. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm done. Oh, the Marvel like, Universe. That's it. All the characters that I cared about are done somehow. <laughs> I, oh, I am doing a rewatch on Psych right now. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I know. Show. Isn't that just good a fun? Show. I needed something just light and breezy and, you know, good background. It is, he is fun. the, he's the only reason that I watch um, A Million, Million Little Things, the TV yeah. show. Yeah. He does he I would argue that he's the main character and he does fantastic. Job. You know, it's funny you say that because I actually got that sense, too. Whenever I see like trailers for it or whatever, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's supposed him. to be an ensemble cast. Yeah. And I would argue he's the main character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. You know what? I watch. I did watch Psych for a while. I did watch it's, this for a while. It, it um it comes and like comes and goes or like it, it ebbs and flows a little bit. Like there are moments where I'm like, all right, so you know, I'm not really paying attention because it's not really engaging, but then yeah. it comes right back and you know, it just it goes through waves. And it was overall it's a it's a solid, enjoyable show. And they made mm-hmm. three movies, so I, I haven't seen those and I'm excited to see. Oh, them. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Those are our recommendations. Woo. Oh, now boy. for my favorite part of the podcast. Spinning. I'm always a little afraid. All right. I know, me we, too. Are we ready for this? No. Yeah, no. It's maybe. again, it's so anticlimactic. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Oh, Woo! yeah. That's a I good love one. Beetlejuice. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsofthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates of extras from our episodes or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house. Bye.